0: welcome to this book is lit the podcast for book nerds of all genres episodes include interviews with beloved and upcoming authors discussions about recent releases and all the literary rants you could ask for be sure to follow us at www.thisbookislit.com and our instagram which is at this lit blog welcome back readers today we're going to close out the year with a list of favorite books from 2022 and the ones that we're most looking forward to in 2023 although there were many many amazing books released this year we wanted to focus on ones we loved but didn't necessarily top the charts on the New York Times bestseller list or anything like that because let's face it those books are already on all of the the big best of books list this year, and we'd like to spread a little love for the amazing books that didn't get the hype they deserved. Just a quick note, these books aren't going to be listed in Order of Awesome. They are all worth reading and adding to your TBR if they sound appealing to you at all. So I'm going to start with The Ingenue by Rachel Capecchi Dale. This recent December release follows a former piano prodigy when she moves home to Milwaukee after her mother's unexpected death. Upon the discovery that her mother gifted the family estate to a man from her troubled past, she's forced to examine her darkest secrets. This novel explores the complexity of mother-daughter relationships, how trauma reshapes our memories, and the intense pressure that comes with talent. This isn't the author's first book, and um, I've heard really good things about The Ballerinas, her debut, I believe, so I definitely think it's worth checking out, and I would highly recommend The Ingenue as probably your first read for 2023 if you haven't gotten to it yet. The second book on the list is going to be My Summer Darlings by May Cobb. This follows three women who have been friends since childhood uh, as they approach the age of 40 and deal with how their lives have changed in the East Texas town that has remained the same roughly their entire lives. They stay sane by drinking wine in the afternoons, gossiping about all the women in town, and bonding over all the difficulties that come with middle age. Then a mysterious stranger comes into town, Will Harding, and he is charming and um, seems like the answer to a lot of the friends' prayers. He's a fascinating new thing for them to, to gossip about, uh, but they are not quite prepared for how he may disrupt their lives. This one is a great read. May Cobb is also not a debut author, but I I think this is probably one of my favorite books by her. Um, the Hunting Wives is also great, and then her her first novel is Big Wood, The Big Woods. And um, yeah, anyway, she's just a fantastic author, and she already has a new book slated to come out next year, An Unlikable Woman, so keep your eyes open for that one. The next step, I have The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James, also a fantastic author. I didn't see a lot of hype for this book, and I actually think this is probably her, her best one. I absolutely loved it. It follows a true crime blogger who gets more than she bargained for while interviewing a woman acquitted of two cold case killings. The story takes place in Clare Lake, Oregon, a town that was shaken by the lady killer murders. Two men, seemingly randomly, were murdered with the same gun, with strange notes left behind. Beth Greer was the perfect suspect, a rich, eccentric, 23-year-old woman, and she was seen fleeing the scene of the crimes. She was acquitted, but still retreated to the isolation of her mansion. Years later, in 2017, Shay Collins, our protagonist, is a receptionist, but by night, she runs a true crime website, The Book of Cold Cases, a passion fueled by the attempted abduction she escaped as a child. When she meets Beth, the suspected killer from the 70s, by chance, Shay asks her for an interview. And to her surprise, Beth says yes. This book is surprising. Um, it has a little bit of a possibly supernatural paranormal bent to it, like most of Simone St. James' books if you're familiar with her. But the mystery itself is really fascinating and I did not see it going where it went. So I'd highly recommend it if you're into that kind of thing. The next one is uh, a smaller release with Crooked Lanes that I definitely don't think got enough attention throughout the year. It's called Other, P- Other People's Secrets by Meredith Hambrock. Our, our main character, Baby, uh, short for Dumpster Baby, because she was found in a dumpster as a baby, as the name implies. She has grown up, troubled, uh, alcoholic, and she's kind of just uh stuck in a rut living at this lakeside resort with her friends. And she's reeling from the recent death of her adoptive mother. And at the same time, the return of a local drug kingpin Mike is about to throw her already unstable summer into a full-blown chaotic mess. Uh, To make matters worse, the owner of the resort she lives in announces plans to sell to Baby's uh, wealthy, uh, wealthy boyfriend's sister and threatens to kind of suck the life out of this place that she's always known and grown up at. So there's a lot going on. Um, There's also may or may not be kind of a treasure hunt at the heart of this plot. And um, it's a very character-driven, wonderful entry as a crime fiction for 2022. The last book I wanna mention for 2022 as a favorite was Meet Me Under the Mistletoe by Ginny Bayliss. This is also a very recent release from November, I believe, and as you can guess, it is very holiday-centered, <laughs> holiday uh, which is great. I, I love Jenny's books, and they typically are geared around the winter holiday season. So, um, And Jenny is a friend of the show. She's been on here before for a great interview. As well as all of her other books, it's a wonderful down-to-earth novel um, that delves into complex relationships as well as the internal journey of the, the woman who's the center of the plot. Uh, In this story, we have Eleanor, a woman happily minding her own business and running a used bookstore until an old friend invites her to a wedding at a castle. Upon reuniting with her school friends from the past, Eleanor is confronted with a complicated former boyfriend, Isaac. And as you can expect, hot, adorable shenanigans ensue. So um, that's for you to read more, (laughs) but I'm sure you can imagine castle, um, And bookstore owner, you know, is going to be a great formula for a wonderful romance. Stay tuned after the ad break to hear the most anticipated reads of 2023. Okay, now that we've talked about the best hidden gems of 2022, I'm going to switch gears and talk about the most anticipated reads of 2023. Starting off, we have All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Cosby is a rising star in crime fiction, and I am really excited about his newest book that's coming out June 6, 2023. So Titus Crown is the first Black sheriff in the history of Charon County. A former FBI agent and security expert, Titus came home to take care of his father and look out for his troubled younger brother. He ran for sheriff to make a difference, especially in the Black community, which has so often been treated unfairly by the police. But a year to the day after his election, a school shooting rocks the town. A beloved teacher is killed by a former student, and as Titus attempts to de-escalate and get the boy to surrender, his deputies fire a fatal shot. In the investigation, it becomes clear that the student they shot had been abused by the dead teacher, as well as an unidentified perpetrator. The trail leads to buried bodies and secrets. While Titus tries to track down a killer hiding in plain sight, while balancing daily duties like protecting Confederate pride marchers, he must face what it means to be a black man wearing a police uniform in the American South. The London Seance Society by Sarah Pinner is the next one on the list. It takes place in the 1870s at an abandoned chateau on the outskirts of Paris where a dark seance is about to take place led by acclaimed, spirit, acclaimed spiritualist of the time. Known worldwide for her talent in conjuring the spirits of murder victims to ascertain the identities of the people who killed them, she is highly sought after by widows and investigators alike. Our main character, Lena, comes to Paris to find answers about her sister's death, but to do so, she must embrace the unknown and overcome her logic-driven bias against the occult. This is not Pinner's first book, and most people are probably familiar with her debut. Um, this new book, the London Sound Society, comes out March 21st in the new year. And it sounds like an incredible, um, exciting, occult fun from from this author, and that's kind of her specialty. How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendricks is next up on the list. Every childhood home is haunted, and each of us are possessed by our parents, right? <laughs> when The parents of the main characters in this book die at the tail end of the coronavirus pandemic. Louise and Mark Joyner are devastated, but nothing can prepare them for how bad things are about to get. The two siblings are almost totally estranged and couldn't be more different. Now, however, they don't have any choice other than to get along. The virus has passed, but their bank accounts are still suffering the consequences of the economic meltdown. Their one asset is their childhood home, and they need to get it on the market as soon as possible because they need the cash. Yet before their parents died, they had taped over the mirrors with newspaper in the house and nailed shut the attic door. Sometimes we feel like puppets controlled by our upbringing and our genes. Sometimes we feel like our parents treat us like toys or playthings or even dolls. The past can ground us, teach us and keep us safe. It can also trap us and bind us. As disturbing events in the book stack up in the house, Louise and Mark have to learn that sometimes the only way to break away from the past is to sell the haunted house or to burn it all down. Uh, so Grady Hendrix has kind of rocked to the horror scene over the past couple of years with um, some really amazing books. Uh, this one is going to come out next month, January 17th, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, proves to, it sounds like it's going to be a great spooky read, um, you know, if you want to start your, your new year off that way. <laughs> the next one is also by a horror legend, Stephen Graham Jones, with his new book, Don't Fear the Reaper. Four years after her tumultuous senior year, Jade Daniels is released from prison right before Christmas when her conviction is overturned. But life beyond bars takes a dangerous turn as soon as she returns to Prufrock. Convicted serial killer Dark Mill South is seeking seeking revenge for 38 Dakota men hanged in 1962 and escapes from his prison transfer due to a blizzard just outside of the town. Don't Fear the Reaper is a page-turning sequel to Graham Graham Jones' prior book, My Heart is a Chainsaw, And um, this one has all the the suspense and hype, well-deserved hype that you can imagine. It sounds amazing. This one's also coming out very soon in February um, on the 7th. So definitely be on the lookout for that one. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones is amazing. He has a lot of indigenous and native characters at the heart of his stories. Um, And he's also just incredibly deft at weaving a horrifying and fascinating reads. So if you haven't checked out his other books, definitely do that before February. Um, you have time to squeeze in My Heart is a Chainsaw in time for this new book to come out. Uh, I also want to shift gears a little bit into a different uh, type of book. So um, I'm also really looking forward to the new, newest romance book by Abby Jimenez uh, titled Your Truly. This one follows Dr. Brianna Ortiz as her life is seriously flatlining. Her divorce is just about to be finalized. Her brother's running out of time to find a get- kidney donor. And the promotion she wants is probably going to the new man doctor. But when all the systems are about to hate, Dr. Jacob Maddox completely flips the game by sending Brianna a letter. And it's a really good letter. Like the kind that proves he isn't actually the worst. He might actually be fantastically funny and a subversively likable guy who's just terrible at first impressions. So if you are into this type of um, love-hate romance book, this one sounds like it's going to be right up your alley and it comes out April 11th. Thank you so much to everyone listening to this last episode of the year. And I'm really looking forward to talking with you again in 2023. Uh, We've got some new interviews with um, some different people in the industry coming up. Happy New Year, everyone.